forgotten man, although I don't think Frank Lampard's ever going to forget about him. Probably sees his face no. just before he goes to bed every night. And the first thing when he wakes up in the morning, all right, who am I going to yeah, put in the team? Because he calls him. He calls him on FaceTime. He says, you're right, you're right Mason. You ready to play some football today? <laughs> All right, you know, he gets in. All right, here's the team Mandy Mason. Now, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, literally. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Good evening, everyone. It's Wednesday, 4th of November, it's Castiel Bros, episode 33, and you're listening to me, the black David Mitchell. How you doing, James? <laughs> Hello, I'm alright, thank you. And actually, yeah. I've got I've got a little a little bone to pick with you because I was listening to the last week's podcast and um, oh, your slander I, I, I of Arsenal. coming here. Oh, listen, like Arsenal fan TV, you're coming with your chest puffed out, whereas you guys are staring at your shoes at the end of a game like this yeah. one. Well, I'm just saying, right? I won't have that slander talking about our defence saying it's hopeless. Rashford looking for three goals. Nothing. He played. He did nothing. No hope in that match. We locked him down. A tactical masterclass from Arteta. All right? So, yeah. Hold, hold, hold your head in your hands and say you're sorry. <laughs> Come on. You've got, I've got, I've got to, you've got to let it out, okay? How long has it been? Is it like 14 years or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah come to let it out. Since man. 2006, we haven't beat a top side, top six side away. Oh my mm. gosh, painful, yeah. painful. But man, yeah. I loved it. I loved every minute of that penalty goal. One nil. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, things uh, again looking like Man United are all over the place. Uh, but we'll mm-hmm. get to that. We'll get to okay. That. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. First things first, as you're the king of the hill, top yeah. of the pile. Why don't you take us through your game week seven scores because it was very, very impressive. I mean, I, I was, I was, I was, I was very happy with it. So, um, I had uh, seventy-five points, which were which was the top in the FPL Bros League. Um, so that's 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 good times for me. I saw uh, green arrows on both of the leagues that I'm in at the moment, which is nice. Um, I think my surprise, my surprise high scorer was uh, Zuma. Who I was actually at the beginning of the week thinking should I transfer? Well, the beginning of last week was thinking should I transfer out, but then he got nine points at uh, at Man United with the with the clean sheet, and then this week another clean sheet, and he managed to nick a goal, and he got two bonus points, so that brought my total points for Zuma up to fourteen. Well um, played, I, had, I know, well played. Like he was, he was, he was, he was, a, he was a panic buyer. I can't remember who I who I shopped <laughs> him out for, but he was a panic buyer like a couple of weeks ago, and he just pulled through. <laughs> so like, can imagine what that's twenty three points over two game weeks doesn't get much better than that. No, but um, I've had then I got Grealish who did very well for me, fifteen points. Captain Salah gave me sixteen points, and then Ings, Mitrovic, and uh, Calvert Lewin up front bringing in the rest of my haul. Unfortunately, Martinez they scored they scored uh, four against him, so that that wasn't very good. But um, next this week hoping for bigger and better things. I'm impressed. I I mean I honestly I really would like to know. Um, how Zuma came into your thinking because most people when it comes to the Chelsea defence they've only got eyes on Chilwell and some people pick Rhys James but then he, he, he sometimes he doesn't play 
And then yeah. sometimes even Azpilicueta doesn't play. So what what was the behind the Zuma pick? I'd, I'd I'd love to know. Well, for me, like when I when I pick up at their like well, I look at I look at their recent recent scores for the for the game week. So I went I went to Chilwell, and I think at that time he hadn't really seen the pitch, so he wasn't a pick for me. And to be honest, I don't know why I've got a little vendetta against. <laughs> that, that personal bias I don't know I just don't fancy him in my team but then I, I thought Zuma I thought right he's strong he's big Chelsea are heavy on the attack I don't I don't I don't think they'll concede too many goals and they didn't and he's also one to nick a header in the box he's always up there whenever it's a set piece so I thought all right maybe mm-hmm. I'll go for that maybe he'll get me a couple goals which it worked out that he did no it's true and and the clean sheet on top it's all gravy totally mm-hmm. um all right then so on to me um my week uh, wasn't anywhere nearly as good as yours but it was okay I uh, still got a green arrows it, it was a small one so yeah I transferred Martinez and of course the week I transferred him in he gets zero points <laughs> um, so, so that was lovely and then I had Grealish as well Captain Salah then the front three all delivered points Kane, Calvert-Lewin, Mitrovic and now the, the defence didn't really do an awful lot shamefully I thought I, even though I was talking about getting Bellerin in, I thought I will get Bellerin in, but only after the Man United match, um, after mm-hmm. <laughs> Rashford has torn into shreds. And yeah. of course, I kept Wan Saka for his two-pointer, and Bellerin, I think he got an assist because he was fouled for the penalty. Yeah. And so did he come away with like nine points for that game or something? So I think so. Uh, yeah, anyway, he did very well. So that was yeah. another bad decision on my part. But the worst decision, and you may have seen this, because Derek and I talked a lot about the Leeds and Leicester game, and he was convinced that Leicester would wipe the floor with Leeds. And I was like, no, what are you talking about? So I said, <laughs> like, he's the man. Are you, yeah. you, you dreaming? Are you dreaming? No, Leeds have got that all day long. And uh, of course... What, what was it in the end? 4-1 to Leicester. Yeah. And it was one of those moments where I just felt like flinging my phone at, yeah. out of the window and, and sending Bielsa the bill. Because, like, what what the hell was he playing at? What I the hell? He fell <laughs> apart. It's like he showed up to the game before. You know what? Forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, were you going to let Brendan Rodgers do you? You're going to let mm. Brendan Rodgers, this man, this guy who also ran... You know, the the person who can't quite, you know, he does well, but then he can't quite, and you, like, there's, there's people in the Premier League who learnt their skills off of you. Anyway, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm not bitter. Ailing got zero points. I'm not bitter about that at all. Uh, <laughs> I, in. I, got, I got 61 points. So, yeah, I ended the week with 61 points and giving the stink eye to Bielsa. Anyway, yeah, that, yeah that's how the week went for me. So, and let's so move bad. Yeah, yeah no. Points, there's nothing to be scoffed at. No, it's true. And like, I, I promised myself I'd take it easy this season because every season I try really hard and I always end up second in the Originals League. So this season yeah. I'm going to kind of take it easy and not try not stress out about it too much. And mm-hmm. even though um, I just I was stressing out just now, but this is going to be my calm season, kind of take it easy, try try to spend more time with the family, don't worry about FPL. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, yeah. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. All right, so next we'd uh, tackle some hot topics, and the mm. uh, one that I mentioned was Diogo Jota. Is he becoming impossible to ignore? 
I would say so. I would say so. I think I think the issue. I think the thing is, well, at least personally, if looking from the outside in, every Liverpool fan would dis- like would uh, like say that this isn't true. But all the other teams, we look at Firmino and we laugh and we say, look, he's he he's your striker. He doesn't score any goals. He doesn't do anything for you. They say, but he's a link-up player. He's very he's a defensive forward. They've got all these other things and caveats that he put there for him. Mm. And it seems like Diego Jota's shown up and he's just. Not not a missing piece, but just like taking a bit of the pressure off of Marnie and Salah for scoring the goals. I mean, mm. if you look at this week, he he had a hat trick in the Champions League last week. Mm. He came in with a goal. I think week before also he came in with a goal. Like yeah, it's, he's it's, it's become a bit of a pattern. Scored the winners, in fact, in the last two Premier League games. Well, there we go. So what yeah. I think what I think he does to their attack is he balances it out a bit because Marnie Marnie doesn't like to play through the middle. He likes to play on the left, but he can do a job. Salah the same. He can do a job in the middle, and Jota seems to be the same. They're all very similar players, and like if they're if in the attack they're running at you, they're switching positions as they're running up the field. It's going to become very confusing for defenders. I think they can all do similar jobs. So I don't know. That's that's where I think I think uh, I would, well I suppose you've got to wait and see because at the end of the day, Klopp's the boss and he decides whether he's in the squad or not. But mm. I think long term, I can see him taking a position off of Firmino. Well, um, you know, I agree with you 100%. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm that close to saying to people, I think it's bye-bye Firmino time. Yeah, uh, and the thing is, like, he has his uses. But, I mean, I, I discussed this. I think I brought this up probably at the start of the season. I said, I actually said to Derek, oh, I think this might be the season where we see the return of Firmino, where he brings the goals back to his game because he's kind of being overshadowed by uh, Salah and Mane at the moment. But he's, he's not doing it. And I think he's got two use to this whole non-scoring number nine position, which yeah. is great. But when you are losing 7-2 to Aston Villa, sometimes mm. you've got to freshen it up a little bit. And, I mean, from an FPL point of view, Diogo Jota's 6.4 million. He's near, he's just over half the price of Mane or half the price of uh, Salah. And, uh, you know, he's a full 3 million cheaper than Firmino. Why would you crazy. Him? What a bargain. Yeah. And, and the, the people might say, oh, well, he doesn't start, but everybody's getting Foden into their team and he's in exactly the same position. Foden doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily always start, but he's shown a lot mm-hmm. of good form. He's guaranteed to get some starts. And even when he comes off the bench, he can still do a job. And Jot yeah. is more than capable of doing that. And again, yeah. you, you get what you pay for. If mm-hmm. Jota starts like every other game and he's only half the price of Mane or Salah who start every game, and he's still getting points, and it works out, really, doesn't it? You know, every now and again, you just take it on the chin when he doesn't start, and you make sure you have Definitely. a good bench. Yeah, but Definitely. no, I think you're absolutely right. Jota is capable of playing anywhere across that front three, because a lot of the time at Wolves, they play the front three as well, and he's quite happy either side of him and theirs. But it's, it's clear to me that he's got the skills to be a centre-forward as well. And the thing about Klopp is that he can't have failed to notice that Jota's scoring goals and Firmino isn't. I mean, even exactly. he's got to see that. And people will say, well, you know, is he going to mess with the winning formula? Is your formula winning really? It's, it's, been, it's been a... This is, well, I mean, it's not been a bad start to the season. They're still top of the league. But I don't mm-hmm. think they're as imperious as they were before. And a lot of people have pointed out that with Van Dijk out, they're going to have to start scoring more goals to win games. So it's all very oh, well yeah. having a creative centre-forward who kind of drops deep and does clever little black back-heel flicks through balls for, for your, your attacking wingers. 
But, you know, if he does all of that and then they go up the other end of the pitch and score two goals, you need a centre-forward who's going to chip in with goals as well. Exactly, exactly. And I don't think, I mean, like, if if I know anything about Klopp, is he needs to be firing on all cylinders. He doesn't like any anything slowing down. Like I mean, in his past, he's had he had Lewandowski, he's had a Bamiyang. Like he hasn't he hasn't really had centre forwards who haven't scored goals. If you know what I mean. So no, he, he, he is. He's looking at Firmino as a bit smelly in that side. I've def- I know that for sure. <laughs> look, here's look. I'm going to be realistic, okay? Before Firm, before Firmino came to Liverpool, he actually played an attacking midfield a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And Klopp actually started him out in attacking midfield to start off with anyway. I think long term, he was looking at Danny Ings being the actual centre forward. Sturridge was there at the time as well, but he's more of a luxury player, if you ask me. If you do a high energy press, you can't really have Sturridge, you know, doing the wavy arm on the corner and then popping up with the goal. He's got to join the press as well. I've never mm-hmm. seen him as that player not that he's a bad player but he doesn't seem like the high energy press type to me yeah I agree, I agree. yeah so so you know maybe this is just for me you know it's just retreating to what he's always been which is just an attacking midfielder yeah. and um, what's the other thing I was going to say you know sometimes Klopp recognizes when he's got a good thing and he goes with it for the longest time, we were never really sure whether Trent Alexander-Arnold was going to be a fixture in the team. People are saying when he's too young, you know, he only does free kicks, he doesn't actually defend. And, uh, you know, it's Nathaniel Klein's position to lose or it's Joe Gomez's position to lose or it's even James Milner's position to lose. Um, but he's he's a starter now. There was a time where, you know, he wasn't uh, always on the, in the first 11, but he is now because he was just producing the goods. And it's the same yeah. on the left as well. Uh, Robertson did share a bit of time with Milner on the left and some other dude, I can't remember his name. Oh, who's that Spanish guy that the, all the Liverpool fans blame for losing the Europa League final? What was his name? They all really hated him. Almost as much as they hated Carius. Do you know who I'm talking about? Was it Moreno? It, it rings a bell. I think it was might Moreno be. Moreno was his name. Was that his name? I think it might be. Yeah, but like... There was a Robertson had to to fight to show he deserved that place as well. So if Jota's yeah. good and Firmino isn't, somebody mm-hmm. who previously seemed undroppable, like I never thought Nathaniel Klein would be booted out out of Liverpool. <laughs> to, to me, he's just he's a really good attacking right back. Uh, yeah. But but um, there was the injuries and now his time is over. So yeah, I'm going to leave it there. People want to get Jota in and they, they're umming and ahhing about it, say, well, you'd get Phil Foden in. What is the difference? And the answer to that, there is none, except Jota scoring more goals. I mean, the hat-trick he had in, in the Champions League, because was it... Um, this week they played Atalanta. So Atalanta, that's it. His yeah. hat-trick was filthy. It was absolutely yeah. filthy. And Mad. he didn't play games. As soon as he moved to Liverpool, I knew he was going to be a problem, because... Whenever I, when I, whenever Arsenal played against Wolves and he was either on the pitch or he came off the bench, he would always do a job and it frustrated me, man. I hated him at Wolves. Hated him. So I was shocked that I was shocked that Liverpool just picked him up for the price they did. I was like, man, that's a that's a steal. Like what? Premier League proven and you've nicked him like that. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I never thought that Wolves would let go of him actually because they have a team that works so well together. But obviously Nuno fancies himself as somebody who can spot talent to replace talent. They may well be all right without him. They've got that kid, Fabio Silva. Yeah. Uh, Benz can play up there. Obviously, we know what Traore can do. 
and um, Pedro true. Neto seems to be a good player as well. So we'll just mm-hmm. see what happens. Um, yeah, definitely. Right. Definitely. So, yeah, it's agreed. There's uh, no Liverpool boys tonight. So <laughs> the verdict is Diogo Jota may well be about to take Firmino's place. And, um, yeah. and for six and no. six point four million is a steal, literally a yeah. steal. Like I looked at you the know. players he's around in the in the prices, I'm just like, are you kidding exactly. me? Exactly. Like, if you look at that cost more than him. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, a fourth or fifth midfielder in Jota, I don't think is a bad thing at all. And no uh, if I didn't already have plans with my midfield, I'd seriously be looking at him as well. And I still mm-hmm. may look. Who knows? You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Yeah. Alright then. Yeah, did you also want to tackle this whole business of Spurs? They've got one good yeah. game left. A lot of people are on Son and Kane, either mm-hmm. or both. But then after that, it's a horrendous run. Let me just bring it up, I think, just to kind of bring the picture into sharp focus here. So, Spurs, after West Brom, and then you've got the international break, and after that, they have Man City at home, Chelsea away, Arsenal at home, Crystal Palace away, and if Crystal Palace decide to do the low block, then um, they might struggle like they did against mm-hmm. Burnley. And then uh, Liverpool away. Um, so really four games, possibly five. Um, and in fact, after Liverpool away, they've got Leicester at home as well, which would mm-hmm. also be a problem. And in fact, Wolves as well, who's starting look, to look good at, away after that, is also a problem. So like game weeks 9 to 15... Um, there's only really one game you probably want to have them in or captain them in, which is Crystal Palace away. But the rest yeah. uh, are, you know, are just going to be problems. So mm. what do you think? I think I agree with you. I think I think I don't think get rid of the fact because, as you said, most people have got both Harry Harry Kane and Son in their team. I don't think get rid of both of them because at the end of the day, they're not they're not gonna they're not gonna be goalless throughout this whole thing. I, well, at least I don't think so. Who knows? It is Spurs at the end of the day. I don't think they'll be entirely goalless. Like, I mean, some of them, some, one of them two are going to bag a couple of assists and a couple goals over the next few games. I just don't think it's, they're going to be as prolific as they have been. That's the issue. Mm. So it's, I, 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 I think it's rash to get rid of both. Mm. But at the same time, if you, all, if you have, like as people do, if you have plans, if you've got your eye on a player, if you want to save money in that position because they're not, they're not cheap, then yeah, definitely, definitely consider changing them around. Because, I mean, I know for one... Like you said, I think I'm I'm happy with this game week, but mm. going forward, I'm not convinced because no. I just I don't I I think I think they've been riding their luck a little bit. I mean I don't think the results the results the point the amount of points they've got I think is quite flattering because a lot of those games it looked a bit like oh they nicked one there and like the penalty that Kane got that was cheeky like do you know what I mean it's these it's, I mean, it's they're, a bit, they're a bit flattering out. it's gonna catch it's, up it's petering out a little bit for them you know last yeah, couple of games. They, they won them 1-0, and for the longest time, they made it look really difficult, didn't they? You know, yeah. so it's not like they were smashing teams like they, they, they were doing before. And, no. you know, is it a case of Mourinho being a bit more cautious these days? Is still waiting for the defence to click? To be honest, I don't really rate any of their defenders, and I'm surprised that he hasn't been in the market to get a couple of people in there as well. Because mm-hmm. there's... It's Arsenal. That that Davinson Sanchez has he ever really been any good? Eric Dyer is he a world class attack? <clears throat> you know, and I mean Alderweireld. I think I think he's he's coming to the end of his his, his glory years. A lot like um, Otamendi last season, and mm-hmm. and then and Juan Foyt. I think they sent him out on loan 
as well. Yeah. I, I look at their defence. None of them seem like world-class defenders to me. I mean, no. in contrast, you've got that guy, Fofana, at Leicester. <laughs> he, yeah. he just looks fast. And he's 19. I mean, that's embarrassing, isn't it? You know. It is. It is, because you look at the kind of business that other teams have managed to get done in this window and you think, oh, Spurs could have done with him. Because, um, what do you call it? What's his name? Who left this summer from Spurs? Was it um, um, Vertonghen? Yeah, Vertonghen. And, like, obviously that was a, that was a centre-back pairing that was that everyone in the league were pretty envious of for a long time because it's like, oh, yeah. those guys, together they're solid. So you lose mm. one of them, you just think naturally you're going to bring someone in with a bit of experience to help shore it up a bit, or at least for numbers. Yeah. But it was just like, it's, it's like they just didn't care. I don't know, maybe yeah. Mourinho was happy with what he saw, but I don't know. I, I Well, he sees, clearly sees something that I, I don't. I mean, who knows? Maybe Davinson Sanchez will switch it on this season. I, I don't know. Uh, he looks like he's got a nightmare in him, like a, just a classic Mustafi performance. A, a lot of centre-backs have been having nightmares uh, this season. I don't see why he would be immune to that. OK, some people are talking about replacements. I mean, Chelsea midfield has high on a lot of people's list uh, for what to do with Son. Uh, and in mm-hmm. fact, Werner for Kane is an option that people have been talking about. Now that we've seen yeah. that he's pretty much taken penalties for Jorginho. It's amazing. Yeah. Frank Lampard doesn't trust Jorginho with penalties anymore. I can't believe it. He's two in a mm-hmm. row for Werner. And it just looks like he's, Jorginho's done with penalties, which makes him quite worthless, in, in my opinion, because a lot of people yeah. have got Jorginho in their team, but it's only for the penalties because he doesn't do anything else. But yeah, uh, some people have been talking about Vardy for um, Kane as well. So I mean, what, yeah, I what, what kind of replacements would, would you be looking at? There's Manchester City midfielders, <clears> Sterling, <throat> KDB... Possibly Mares, and then you know, and then obviously West Ham are going to come into a good run of fixtures. People are looking at Antonio, although I don't know what his fitness is like. Gerard Bowen, as well as an option. Um, mm-hmm. So, what do you reckon? Well, I don't know if you've if you if you're taking Sun out of your team. So for midfield, I think looking at players like well, at least players that seem to be doing pretty well so far. So I'm thinking of players like Grealish, like Zaha, those those two guys at the moment. I feel like. Because they're the star of their team, the way Sun is, if you know what I mean. Like mm. Sun is the Sun seems like the point of the attack, whereas Grealish, whenever there's an attack in in, uh, in Villa, he, it's going through him. Same with Zaha. So I think looking at those two players, they're like for like. But then obviously, if you've got a bit more money to burn, then you've got you know, you've got your um you've got Salah and Mane there as well to, be, to consider. Yeah, yeah. So those yeah, are, those are the areas I'm looking at. If I if if I am taking up Sun. Yeah, me personally, I think I might go for a Chelsea midfielder. I'll stick with Kane just because he's got penalties. And he can, he's been known to score hat-tricks in the past. And, you know, who knows? Even though all those games sound tough, you know, it's, the defending is still suspect all over the league. I was about to say, like, I say, like, it sounds like at the end of the day, who knows? You could just see another 7-2. You could see another 6-1. You just don't know with this league at the moment. No. Like, literally, someone could and, just and, not turn up and they could just smash them. And plus, I don't need Spurs to win those games. As long as Kane no. gets on the score sheet, I'm quite happy to see them lose, frankly. 100%. Uh, I, yeah. I, love it. I love it. I don't know why I even said that to you. There was only a bit of one answer. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. All right, then. Let's move it on. Let's keep it moving. And... Mm-hmm. Um, you're ready to tackle the predictions uh we'll we'll get started with that okay yeah i'm good okay so i'm I'm just again i'm just trying to look at the most important games or games where a lot of people might have an interest from fpl point of view so 
very quickly, actually, why don't we start with Southampton versus Newcastle on Friday? Okay. Uh, because I know a lot of people have got Ings and Adams, and it turns out it, that Ings looks like he's out for about six weeks now. Yeah, I've just I've, he's he's turned he's gone red on the on the on the FPL, so it's expected back 19th December. So you're right, bloody hell. That's that's <laughs> definitely as it's a transfer out for me at least. You know I am how I am. But I've got like I use all three I use all three strikers. I can't afford yeah. to have a striker out for six weeks. It just doesn't make sense to me. No, six weeks is too long. You've got to do something about that because he's not going to be scoring any points. It's as simple as that. But as far as the game goes, uh, how do you think Southampton will do at home against Newcastle? I don't know. I think it'll be. I don't know. You know. I think it'll be tough because I've always I've always fancied Southampton because of their attack. But now I'm I'm intrigued to see how they go when they haven't got Ings because even when Ings isn't scoring, he's a very important link-up player. Like he doesn't just offer just the attack. He's he's got the knockdowns for Che Adams as well. No, it's true. I think. If he's not going to be playing, I think Hasselhoff is probably going to stick Shane Long in there, uh, who's oh, not really gosh. known as a... <laughs> no, 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 wait. <laughs> give, give man a chance. Give man a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got me going now. I can barely get this started. Shane Long, let's talk about him. The famous <laughs> All right, take, take two. Take two. Shane Long okay. is a very hard-working forward, and uh, I, I think... That that that's all can be said about him. I so has people he likes to say high energy hard press. <laughs> Perhaps Shane Long will be just there to do the high energy press. Who knows? He might press a goalkeeper into making a mistake and then get a goal like like Jamie Vardy does that all the time, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Southampton with uh, with um, against Newcastle, I think they'll be happy to come away with a draw. To be honest, I don't think they should be looking for a win because if you saw no. how Newcastle nullified Everton. Just, just the last game week. I don't know. They seem like they're they're on. Apart from their Man United like loss, they 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 haven't had such a bad season to be honest with. They've been nicking draws and things like that. It's been okay, but I, I have to say I don't think I got the chance to mention at the time. I thought that game against Man United, which they effectively lost in the last five or ten minutes. I'm sorry, the way they were defending in the last five or ten minutes, they deserved to lose that game. Yeah, right. It was a Man joke. United, right? If Martial and Greenwood are not playing. There's only two people you've got to worry about, yeah? Fernandez and Rashford. And uh-huh. their defenders were just standing there, not watching these two run in behind them all the time. And I was watching the game, and I was saying, there's Fernandez, pick him up, pick him up. Oh, he scored a goal. Look, there's Rashford, pick him up, pick him up. Oh, he scored. They weren't paying attention. So which Newcastle is going to turn up, yeah? The one with the defenders who don't recognise who the most dangerous opposition players are, or the one where they seem to, I don't know. But my, I think two times out of three, that's a Southampton win, because um, they're looking yeah. good. And I think on paper, they're a better team than Newcastle. But okay. we'll, we'll just have to see. OK. Well, another thing to consider, um, yeah. just looking at Southampton, James Wood-Prowse, those dead balls at the last weekend. Oh, my gosh. It was, as, <laughs> it was as if he was having fun. Like, it was crazy. Because I hadn't caught the game on match a day. It was like, oh, he's got a free kick. All right, he slotted it. He's got another free kick. Yeah, put that in the top corner. I was like, flip they, it. It was his birthday as well. Were, they were very, very good uh, free they kicks. Beautiful. Um, and I think they might win a couple against Newcastle, you know, because they're, they're, they're notorious for giving away free kicks and things like that. Ah, okay, then. Well, yeah. Again, another reason why they're more likely to win. All right, then. Yeah. Saturday, it's Everton versus Man United. This one's so hard because if you if we if if this game was two weeks ago, Everton nailed on. But like, mm. I just don't know right now. I don't know. No, 
because they no. look toothless against um against the uh, who was it who did they play last Newcastle sorry yeah, yeah. they look toothless against Newcastle and while Man United they look boring and then um they haven't they haven't looked to pick it up since yeah um I mean it's it's a difficult one um I think the only thing you could probably assume really is that Calvert Lewin is probably going to score. Uh, but other than that, who knows? If I just have a quick look at the Everton team right here, we don't know what's going to happen with Rodriguez, James Rodriguez. He might be back, he might not. Obviously, I think Richarlison, nope, he's still suspended. Okay. Uh, yeah, so now that I know Richarlison's not playing, um, I've got to say it's a difficult one. Apparently, Man United, uh, I don't know what they were playing at, tonight for those of you who don't know they <laughs> they contrived <laughs> to lose 2-0 sorry 2-1 rather I should say against Istanbul Beşiktaş oh my gosh I just don't know Denver Bar oh. coming back to haunt them and again the the, the apparently when the Man United defense was absolutely terrible and they literally gave away the two goals yeah. I saw, I saw one picture. Denver was on the right side of the goal. Three defenders were standing at the back post on the left side of the goal. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> you, you know what? That's a, when Wes Brown, when Wes Brown used to play for Man United. That's a picture I saw an awful lot. <laughs> the ball in the Man United goal, then Wes Brown just standing there with his hands on his hips. How <laughs> <laughs> that happened? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. It's a difficult one to one to call. I don't know, because cause Man United, it's like which which team wants to turn up because they can turn up and then they can start they can start driving balls through to Rashford and it's just looking like game over really quickly for you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I mean to be fair, Martial is going to be back now, so so is mm. it is that front three and plus Fernandes, but that defense yeah, a bit more balanced. That defense, um, you know what? Everton might play into Man United's hands. They're at home, and mm. uh, Ancelotti would like to think that he's a better manager than Solskjaer, and in many ways he is. So he might go for it, in which case Man United, that plays into Man United's hands and they play their counter-attacking game. And, uh, yeah. <clears throat> you know, as James was alluding to last week, it might be well and truly over for the honeymoon period for Everton. It's going to be difficult for, for without Richarlison, and if uh, Hamas Rodriguez is not playing, then I've got to give it to Man United. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm on the fence. I think it'll be a draw. I think it'll be a goals draw. That's what okay. I, think. I think there'll be goals at both ends, but I think it'll end with a draw. All right, then. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Right, let's uh, speed this up a little bit, then. Uh, West Brom and Spurs on Sunday. I fancy Spurs. I don't yeah. know. There's not much more to say about it. West Brom aren't, yeah. aren't the team to be worried about. Yeah. Apparently, West Brom, their defence was improving but then they just conceded two against Fulham. And with, you know, and the way with the Fulham, with, they've got virtually nothing up front, although I still do like Adamola Lookman. I still like the look of him. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's, you know, one last thrashing for Spurs before that horrible run they go on. It's, it's just looking like a, a Spurs win, really, isn't it? Yeah, you definitely. Know, perhaps a Kane goal, son assist, who knows? Or maybe a couple from win. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Uh, Actually, one thing I will say is like Bale managed to get a goal in uh, the last game for Spurs, didn't he? So, is he going to improve their attack in this terrible run of games they're on? It might not be as bad if Bale's going to start playing. I don't know know if you can hang your hat on that. Did you see the goal? Yeah. 
it was it was it was it was more it was more poor defending than a good goal. Like he was in the he was at the six yard line. There was not a defender in sight, and he just had no. a three header and knocked it in. That like, true. I I still thought it was it was a relatively decent header, but um, it was, yeah, it was well directed. I yeah, pressure. but uh, I I think I could have managed that. And I'm only All right, then. Man City versus Liverpool. Man, I don't know. I don't mm. know. Pep, Pep, Pep's going to be all over because they, they have, they've got a weak in defence and uh, well, Man City just don't, haven't looked very strong defensively mm. either. So it's just like, who, who, who's going who's gonna to win this one? It's, I feel like it's a bit of a toss-up. It, it is because Man City, they, they, they're not thrashing teams like they used no. to. So, like, one nils here and there, you know, although they did have a good result in Europe, but, um, mm. you know, this, this ain't Europe, is it? No. Um, you know, they, they, they just don't seem to be spanking teams. Having said that, Jesus might be back. He mm-hmm. played uh, last night and he scored an absolute um, cannonball of a goal. And he ripped the back of the net out. Yeah. Um, so that, that might improve things a bit for um, City. But then we've just been talking about Liverpool and Jota, haven't we? Um, yeah, see, the thing is, Pep reckons that his partnership of Diaz and Laporte is working out now. So let's just see if it happens. Yeah, this would be the real test for Diaz and Laporte because that's another thing I was thinking. Like, mm-hmm. um, I looked at Diaz Laporte and I thought, well, when Arsenal played against Diaz, I thought he looked solid. And then Laporte, he, you know what he's about. Like, mm. are they, are they, are they a stronger uh, centre back partnership than Liverpool are? Because well, Liverpool don't have Van Dijk anymore. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Liverpool made up of a bit of parts. So like, you know how everyone was like, oh well, let's get, just get a Liverpool defender. You got a nailed on clean sheet. Could could Man City potentially take that title going forward? It's possible. If Laporte and Diaz, if Laporte and yeah. Diaz have that, people are looking at the Man City defense. I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. Carl Walker's has always been a decent option. You know, he's pretty much going to start. Pep's always yeah. rotating left backs. You know, it's, if it's not Zinchenko, it's Cancelo. If it's not Cancelo, it's Mendy. You know, mm. what, what? Who knows what's going on there? So you might have to look at the centre backs. You know, they're not going to get you goals, but. Six points, you know, and which is more than what the, the, the Liverpool defenders are offering for for, for more money. That's not bad. Um, you know what? I'm going to give Pep the benefit of the doubt, and if he's convinced he's got the defence he wants right now, then fine. I'll say a Man City win, but a very narrow one. I think a City win as well. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I say that just because I think I think um, Liverpool, like I said, their defence has looked a bit shaky, not 100 percent. And mm. Pep's going to want to pounce on that, and he's going to want to show them who's boss. Yeah. And, um, and I have to say, Alisson doesn't look quite himself uh, yesterday. No. Atalanta, you know, um, he he made a couple of bloopers, and uh, there's in fact there's one shot from that guy Zapata, I think, uh, where yeah. <laughs> Alisson actually spilled it behind him. He had yeah. to jump backwards to stop it going to the goal. So yeah. You know, and Atalanta got at them. They got, they, they, you know, they played nice and open. Uh, they really went for it. And if you, if you do that right with Liverpool, you can win. Obviously, they didn't take their chances, and because they were so open, Liverpool written to the shreds. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, you know, we're talking about Man City here, and again, Pep's all about his his centre back partnership. So if he goes for it, and he's you've you've got Torres running at you, Jesus running at you, Sterling running at you, Foden. Mar is running at you, KDB running at you. It's a lot, man. It's a lot. It is. It's a lot because it's not yeah. like this. That you're you're going against one of the one of the strongest attacks rather than your own. Do you know what I mean? That's that's what this that's what the Liverpool defenders have got to think about. 
This, mm-hmm. this isn't a playful attack. These are, and it's not like Chelsea where all oh, these guys are playing with themselves with each other for the first time. They're not really sure what's going on. They haven't got structure. No, like that's one thing City have got structure. They they yeah. they drilled in. KDB knows that Mares is pulling in. He knows that Sterling's going to pull in. He knows that Foden's making a late run. Like he knows yeah. it. Everything. Yeah. So it's just it's a big test. It's a big test. It'll be interesting. And it's like the Etihad, so they haven't got Anfield backing them. You know that Anfield spirit. Or whatever. <laughs> oh well, we'll see. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll and then we'll the last game before we enter the international break, and apparently it's the last international break until March as well. So it'll be a Thank feast God. of football. <laughs> be a feast of football for the next four months. Arsenal versus Aston Villa. Uh-huh. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going Villa. I'm going uh, Villa. What am I saying? I'm going Arsenal. <laughs> I am. Mm. I'm going Arsenal. I yeah. think, I think Martinez is going to want to prove himself, but I'm mm-hmm. going to go Arsenal. No, that's true. Martinez might have a point to prove. Um, not, not that he needs to really. Uh, I mean, I don't know what your opinion is, but a lot of Arsenal fans I talk to reckon that he let go of the wrong keeper. I mean, I, I still think Leno's pretty good, but I don't know where to stand. I mean, because I can't now say that we've let go of the wrong keeper. That's hindsight's a wonderful thing. But you just don't mm, know. So... You don't know what kind of. You don't know what what because goalkeeping it's not like striking where it's like oh right no he would have scored that you don't know you can't say that he would have saved that because Martinez is a great keeper but he's not he's not invincible I mean no. we've seen we've seen him ship goals and some of the goals he shipped is like oh would Leno have saved that you just don't know all I no, can that's say true. is that yeah all I can say is that at this point in time Leno's letting the least goals and if yeah. that's to the defence or if that's to Leno that's well, that, no, that's really. the thing. That's the thing that people forget an awful lot about goalkeepers. It's hard to measure how how good they are because you know if you're not if you keep clean sheets but you're not facing any shots, then what what does yeah. that actually you know? Exactly. Um, all right. Then. Okay. It's time for me to put my money where my mouth is. I think Arsenal are going to keep a clean sheet because I've liked their defence for a long time, and this mm-hmm. may be where I finally pull the trigger and get Bellerin in. You know, because I'm so missed. I missed out on that last week. Now, are they going to score against? Like Bellerin definitely used to 100% by him because he has looked unbelievable in the last few games. I'm, I've been, I've, I've been trying to buy him, but I had like I've had other commitments because, and this week it looks like I'm going to have another other commitment because of Ings, but like just injuries to main players and things like that. But literally, I think he's nailed on. Like it's. He's he's what what happens with him is if Willian's playing down the right, he's the he's he's the overlap. So he he'll go around the outside and he'll get the final ball into the box. So that's that's why yeah. he's been stagging all of these assists. The good old days, you know, the the, the twilight Wenger years, he used to do an awful lot of that. Uh, yeah. but um, yeah, I think injuries kind of messed him up his game a little bit. Okay. Exactly. Are Arsenal going to score though? Yeah, hmm. I think so. I think so. <laughs> I mean, I'm super confident, but I think so. I think I think we are because I think um, I think Arteta is going to focus more on the attack. I think he solved the defense. Obviously, lots there's lots of talk uh, from lots of podcasts out here. Baby steps, yeah, baby steps. You know, exactly. nobody's going to think any less of him if he spends a season or a season and a half sorting the defense out. Because let's face it, like. For the longest time, people have been saying about Arsenal, oh, they don't have a proper Vieira-type midfield leader general, mm-hmm. defensive midfielder type in there, and the defence is just terrible. And people have been saying that for years. So, you know, when he when he rocked up for the job, you know, Mr Chips, wherever that guy's name is, might have said, said oh, so, <laughs> so, so, so what are you, you going to do here? And uh, please say, sort out the defence. 
And then he would say, I am going to sort out all the kids. Okay, good. That's your brief. Um, so baby steps, you know, you, you can't say it's done in two or three games. Sometimes it takes a whole season to sort that stuff well, out. And well, I can't, I'll, I can't I'll tell you. Go on. It's a flipping lot better than uh, what Emery was doing, even what Wenger was doing towards the end. It is, it's unbelievable. I, I will just say this. What happened with Emery surprised me because uh, I've been talking, I, I've got a Spanish friend. Uh, he said that what Emery was actually known for in Spain was having a solid defence. And when he went to oh Seville, apparently, the first thing he did was sort the defence out. But anyway, that's mm-hmm. another story. Sometimes it depends on who you can get your hands on in the transfer market. Party mm-hmm. is making the team more organised. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's, he's just it's like we said, they look tighter, basically. But Definitely. I am not brave enough to say for certain that they're going to get a goal. Uh, but again, it's not a bad thing. You know, it's, it's better to get one point than no points. Something to build on. I'm trying to think off, off the top of my head who else came into a team, sort of the defence out, spent a couple of seasons sort of the defence out. Then once he did that, they, start, they went on and started winning things. I th- the name slips, slips from my mind. The example slips, slips from my mind. But, um, you know, if you well, want if some... You, I, would say, I would say Klopp did it the opposite way around. If Probably. You to, if you want to look at an example, if you just look at Klopp, it would be it was coming. It was it was generally Actually, getting rid of the dead weight, Mar- so out of the Mar- attack. I suppose Mourinho kind of did that because for the longest time Chelsea were only winning one nil. Um, yeah, this is but, true. And, it, and he got a lot of stick for it. But then when he worked out what he wanted to do with Drogba and Robin and Lampard, that they just started winning game five nil. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Anyway. Let's uh, let's do player picks now. Mm-hmm. I will let you go first if you're ready to do that. Um, player picks. I'm gonna go with. I feel like I might be stealing your one. You might hate me, but I promise mm. I had this one before. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Bellerin, and I think that's because I see him not just as a pick for this week, but a long-term pick. He seems mm-hmm. like he's nailed on at the right back. Arsenal seem to have sorted out their def- well, seem to have been sorting out their defense to the point where they're not conceding more than one. Rarely. Like, I think we've only conceded more than one goal once this season, and that was against Liverpool, which can be forgiven. And, um, yeah, and he's he's always in with the assist. He's, he's the point of the attack on the right side, it seems, because Pepe and Willian are switching around a lot. So I'll go with Bellerin for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. OK, have you got any more? No. <laughs> yeah, I can't <laughs> put you in the spot there a little bit. OK, fair enough. OK, I am going to go with... OK, this one is... I think it's going to raise a few eyebrows, but I'm going to say Mason Mount. And the, the reason I say okay. that is, yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason I say that is that obviously Chelsea look like they're clicking. They're, they're looking like they're going to head into a good uh, run of games. People are wondering what to do with Rodriguez. They're wondering what to do with uh, Son. And by all means, if you want Ziyech, if you want Havertz, you know, fine. Although I think Havertz is out with illness. And, and obviously Pulisic, I don't know when he's coming back. Uh, but the thing is, even if those guys were fit, you know Mason Mount is going to play, don't you? You know, he, he takes corners. And I think that the main attractive of Mount is that he's the cheapest out of all that midfield, you know. So again, you kind of get what you play for. He's not necessarily going to be in and around the goals now. Uh, because um, Werner and Ziyech and, and uh, Havertz have taken a lot of that work from him. But he's mm. still capable of getting goals. He's still capable of getting assists. And, you know, he's going to be in an attacking team, which looks like they're going to be scoring plenty of goals. Yeah. So 
I think he's more of a budget buy. Well, I mean, budget's kind of the wrong word because I think he's still like 7.5 million. But, you know, again, rather than spending the 8.5 on Ziyech, who, let's face it, didn't really do an awful lot in the last game. You know, I'm not so sure he's going to be explosive, basically. But if you've got Mount, um, you can spend that extra 1 million somewhere else, you know, up, beefing yeah. up the forward line a little bit. I think Literally. you're right, though, because... I was, yeah. I was I was at the beginning of the season. I thought, oh my gosh, I need to get some Chelsea attackers in my squad, and I haven't got one, which is funny, you know. But I was thinking yeah. I need to because they're they're gonna they, when they do click, it's gonna be like it's gonna be a riot. And then yeah, as the yeah. team sheets kept getting revealed, I was like, wow, like so he spent two hundred thirty million, but he still got Mount on the team. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, mm, maybe yeah. I should maybe I should consider Mount cheap buy. Mm-hmm. Probably gonna get an assist or goal here and there. Yeah. No, he's cheap, and like I say, he's on he's on uh, corners, so that's something. And then very very quickly, and one other is Kilman at Wolves. I've just remembered because he's super cheap. Um, if mm-hmm. I just check uh, how much he is, obviously people are starting to wondering what's happened with size at the moment. To be honest, it's a little bit weird what's going on with the Wolves defence. They've got that guy Marcel, but he's not playing at the moment. And then Aitor Nuri, he looks like he might be nailing down his place. You've got Bolly, you've got Cody, you've got Semedo on the right. You know, Kilman, like, he's, I think he's like from a youth product or something. And he started so well that Nuno just might not want to drop him. So um, wow. if I just check real quick how much he costs, I think he's 4.5 million. 4.3. You know. Just had a look. There you go. So that's crazy. I think he started I think he started at four, so he, I think his price might have gone up a little bit. It's gone, it's gone up. Yeah, it's it has. Gone it's gone over the okay. last two games. We just gone up a bit, so maybe yeah. you but, should consider getting him in. Still, you know, when you know for four point five is still what some people are happy to spend on the defenders. I know I would be. He's, he's not quite that, and he, he's mm-hmm. and will know how to defend sometimes. And it's not. He's just a case of him being in the defense. He plays really, really well. He, he yeah. plays really well, so I think he's a good shout. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. All right, well, I think we'll leave it there. We've been talking for quite a while now. That's how it always yeah, goes. It, it um, does seem to go that way. Yes, it does. But anyway, thanks very much for joining in the pod. Really appreciate you taking the time out because um, I know we're all busy and everything. Um, but yeah, uh, I want to thank everybody who's been listening and tuning in as well. If you're listening to the YouTube version, uh, please hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. It's totally free. We don't take anything from you. All we ask is about 40 or 50 minutes of your time for top FPL chat. All right. Basically, we're cutting off our own arms here. You're getting the good end of the bargain. So uh, hit like, hit subscribe, spread the word. And uh, yeah, all that's left for me now to say is good night. And good night from me.